Hello. This is a uh, special episode of Is It Whack? That's because this is, uh, what do we call, uh, how do we call, what would he call it? Uh, the Lost episode. We recorded this uh, back in March, early March. Uh, it was the last time we all were together. Uh, and we didn't put it out. At the time, we were going to do this mini-series on uh, conspiracy movies. But then, once we all uh, were confined to our house, we decided to to start talking about movies that were all set in one location. And then, you know, that went into the next mini-series, then that went into the next mini-series. And so, we never returned to doing conspiracy movies. Um, But we have this episode... And we decided now is the right time to put it out. So uh, that's some context. If you needed it, if you wanted it, if you're big into the lore, the mythology of Is It Whack, the story of Is It Whack, you know, um, that's a little, a little, a little bit of a, a bit of a bit of table setting for you, a bit, of, a bit, a bit of narrative. So uh, now let's just go into the episode. You're gonna hear us talk about the firm. And, um, yeah, hope you like the episode. And, uh, you know, I don't want to stop talking to you now, so I guess I could just keep going. Uh, how was your day? Ah, stupid. All right, let's go into the episode. Because <laughs> it would have gone in the episode. <laughs> well, it's just a joke. Well, it would have gone in the episode because once it's recorded, we don't cut things here. You really don't cut a lot. <laughs> Nothing. We'll get up and leave, and it's still in there. <laughs> yeah, there's a 15 minute period that's just us using the bathroom, <laughs> and the listener is like, "What's going on? What here? movie is this?" Sorry. Poop talk. Right, I actually cut this though. <laughs> Why? Should we sing a song? Oh, why don't you sing a conspiracy oh. song? Okay, what's a conspiracy? There's no conspiracy. X-Files theme song. Oh. That's not <laughs> I think it. so. They started it. It's it like, started pretty well. It's like... <laughs> That's not much better. It's like Arrested Development where they all make the chicken noise. <laughs> I can hear it in my head really clearly yeah. right now. I'm just listening. Keep doing close encounters. (laughs) Doing close encounters. It's like it's the third time. (laughs) The only reason I know it is because there's that video that's like, yeah, um, it's like Jeopardy, and someone's like, "What is a frog?" And then someone's like, "What is a frog?" And then it's like, (laughs) the guy from X Files says, "What are frogs?" Oh, what are frogs? That's why they play the song. Oh, I thought it was someone going to themselves like, "What are frogs?" Yeah, but it's the guy from X Files. Um, I've told Seb this before, but the, my dad used to show me like everything when I was a kid. When I was a kid, like he showed me The Sopranos and he showed me Oz. He showed me like all these really horrifying shows. But the only show that frightened me was X Files, and mostly just because of the theme music, which is so scary. But I think you might have been watching Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> the song that traumatized you—that's the one you're singing. <laughs> Well, I've just spent a lot of time trying to 
Mystery Hunters. Oh my gosh, Mystery Hunters, yes. There's one that starts with like, do you ever feel like you're being watched everywhere you go? And I was in my basement and I was like, I do now. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I am now. It wasn't in my psyche before, but yeah. now I'm starting to think. They'd be like, does Santa actually go around to every single house around the world every single Christmas night? Or does he not? And then it would just start. Which is more scary. Yeah. Or once they were like, it was one about people freezing their bodies before they die because, so that they can be unfrozen with new cures for diseases. Yeah, and they were coming back. Did he? Yeah. Well, he tried to. He's still frozen. Yeah, you think he's still frozen. We're waiting. You never know. He's going to come back. So one other show that scared me a lot as a kid was Mythbusters. I didn't watch that. Never watched it. <laughs> I watched that one. <laughs> Those myths were so scary. <laughs> And they would bust them, and it would be so frightening. <laughs> and what was the theme song for that? Who are you gonna call? <laughs> Maybe Busters. <laughs> Hello, welcome to another episode of Is It Whack? Why are we talking about all these scary conspiracy shows? Well, that's because we're starting a new mini series here at Is It Whack? Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. But we can't reveal what it is because we've all made it pl- like a oath of silence and if one of us tells you we're all gonna die yeah shh but we might tell you anyways yeah we probably will but okay you have to keep this between us and you so if you're listening on headphones turn the volume down really low if you're listening somewhere by yourself go into a secret little room and we'll tell you okay you're there okay our theme for this mini series is conspiracies (laughs) We've all chosen a movie that has something to do with conspiracies. But you know what's kind of weird is that when I was taking the bus over here, this old man in a fedora and a trench coat kept looking back at me. And then Uh just as I was getting off, he winked at me. And then when I got off the bus, I looked up at the sky and someone had written in sky lettering, beware. Wow. Oh, no, no. They're trying to warn you about the flash around the bus. Yeah. (laughs) Less like a conspiracy and more like a creep. They're on to us. (laughs) I just got an Instagram notification. It says, beware. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's what we're doing on this miniseries. Maybe maybe we'll change our mind. Like like, like has been said, it's a conspiracy. So things will be revealed slowly. Minds get changed. Yeah. And you know the thing about conspiracies is everybody's really open about it the entire process. <laughs> we're working through it. We're working through the conspiracy. What movie are we doing today, Seb? Well, <laughs> we are doing the 1993. So I couldn't wait another second to start talking about this film. I could wait another lifetime. Oh, my oh wow. goodness. Wow. Those sorry, are shots sorry. fired. Wow. Colleen Kale over here. Uh, we're doing the 1993 legal thriller starring Tom Cruise, Ooh, written nice by lad. John Grisham, The Firm. Cricket, cricket, cricket. <laughs> oh, I'm cheering. Everyone loves the firm. All the kids love the firm. Oh my god. Those Where... are the worst kids. I'd beat them up on the playground. <laughs> Where did you first see the firm? And why this movie, Seth? <laughs> and what does it have to do with conspiracy? Uh, I saw this movie a couple of months ago, Ooh, I think. January? I got very excited. I would say November. <laughs> well, it's a March, so. November, December. Okay. So maybe a few months ago, I should I'm just say. trying to crack a conspiracy here, so I need all the info. Yeah, there's a the hole in your story, Sebastian. <laughs> I thought, this is a five-star film. <laughs> I thought this film is incredible. A few days later, I was like, 
Maybe I got too excited. But I watched the first 12 minutes this morning, and I still think it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, what's, the, what's the deal with conspiracies? Well, I, I'll do a summary later. Yeah. But the general premise is that Tom Cruise has been selected to be a lawyer for a mysterious law firm mm. that seems like it's very small mm. and family-oriented and harmless. But actually, he discovers a dark web of lies and deceit and <laughs> overbilling. And <laughs> I just like seeing you so excited. And uh, it turns out this little law firm in Memphis is no the South. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think no, it's it is Memphis. Boston. I think yeah, it is. It's, the movie Boston. starts in Boston, but yeah. then it starts, I think yeah, it's in Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, this Memphis. little Memphis law firm more powerful than it seems mm-hmm. funky where'd you see it um where'd you see it i saw it in my room today this morning uh i woke up like right at 9 a.m and i watched it and i was like <laughs> i was like damn um, the opening sequence is really cool i like how it sets up his character as like the best guy yeah. <laughs> like just superhuman he's doing everything he <laughs> and everyone's offering him jobs and he's like hey I got a job dude. I gotta go to a job <laughs> sorry later um, but yeah that's when I watched the full thing it's, that was my experience with it uh, I forgot to ask you guys did you think it was whack or did you not think it was whack I think it, in, I have a complicated theory as to why it is whack oh. is it a conspiracy complicated theory <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. Are you gonna say it? Or are you gonna no, say it later? no, later. Say it later. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Cool. Um, yeah, you gotta uh, keep people on their toes. <laughs> Sorry. There's um, tension on this podcast. I don't think it was whack because it, it really the situation that is going on, which Seb will explain later, is crazy. But it's explained so meticulously I think throughout the whole thing like they keep telling you what's happening so it's not that whack like I know what's happening like they really just like let me know okay this is gonna happen and that's gonna happen it's crazy but like this is next and then that's next uh, yeah. yeah I didn't think this movie was whack at all I, <laughs> I was like the least whack it's a completely normal movie um, but I, I am interested to hear your theory on why you think it's whack I'd love to get into that later good <laughs> <laughs> But first glance, I I did not think it was why. I just finished the movie like 15 minutes ago, though. (laughs) So it's still stewing in my head. Usually I come here with a bunch of notes. Right now I have notes. It's a perfect movie. No No notes. No No notes. No notes required. Yeah, well, that's not really... I mean, good movies can get notes. notes I don't know. The the amount of notes... The amount of notes doesn't determine how good it was or bad it was. Uh, For example... That's what the studio said when they saw this movie. No notes. <laughs> Put it out. Just Two and a half it. hours. I no, don't care. I think what they actually said was no nos, and they <laughs> mistook it and greenlit it by accident. No, they're like no Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of like the movie. I, I, but I definitely don't think it was whack. Um, I think the wackest thing about this movie is the fact that Seb requested we do it for. <laughs> 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 
Other than that, it's a plain old piece of toast. Um, I watched. There's gonna be a fight on this podcast. Uh, yes. that was, I don't see any. No, conflict. you want to know why there's not gonna be a, a We all agree conflict. about the film. Hey, I watched the film this morning, and the reason I cannot actually have a very dedicated fight to this is because the film almost put me to sleep and oh i am too goodness. tired <laughs> i'm too tired to fight about it That's i don't drinking that mccafe yeah it's not working <laughs> it almost hit me like that too i woke, wow. it like I woke up and it was <laughs> i was working through it I, it didn't put me to sleep but i did stop to eat eggs at one point mm. what point uh it was about an hour in <laughs> i stopped mm. to eat some eggs i stopped to bring my cat inside because I could see him causing trouble on the street twice during the movie. Oh my gosh. I said this off air but I would have been disappointed and confused if everyone loved The Firm. (laughs) (laughs) I love The Firm but I kind of like that I think maybe the only person on earth who likes it this much. Mm. (laughs) He's not like other boys. He likes The Firm. (laughs) Do you think the director likes it this much? Probably not. I feel like it's like wow. one of his lesser, like one of his more commercial and like lesser. Uh, yeah, I feel like if I made this I movie, know. I'd be like, like you know, hey guys, this is a movie I made. <laughs> I I think I guessed a barom, uh, not a barometer, a scale. Uh, Seb up here are clearly gonna like the movie. Very I think high for the me listeners. and Bunke. We're gonna be in like somewhere around this tier. He's lowered his hand towards the and middle. And then uh, Hannah and Nara would be all the way at the bottom under the here. table. Nara, I don't think you saw it. Did you? No, I will never watch it. Can I say that leading up is so predictable because that's exactly what happened? It seems. (laughs) Leading up to my viewing this film, Seb told me on numerous occasions that I was not going to like it, (laughs) and then I had to watch it. I thought maybe it would set you up for really low expectations, and you'd love it. So, Seb, why do you feel so passionately about this movie? I think the firm has a very bland coat of paint and that <laughs> and that it's, it's a very show. very bland surface that of a piece of toast but what is actually <laughs> happening plot and story wise is completely absurd and mm-hmm. the the way that it operates kind of makes you forget that you're watching tom cruise defeat evil wilford brimley with gymnastics or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. jump out of a law firm onto a cotton truck <laughs> like that was pretty sweet. I love, or like the the weird like uh, detective parts with Gary Busey, which feel like they're oh, from like a, a completely different movie. There's a lot of weird stuff in this, but it's beneath the surface. And much like a conspiracy, Ooh. and much like Tom Cruise, Ooh. we got to do a little Ooh. little digging to see how weird this movie really is. That's Adam's doing some digging. Digging sound. Oh yeah, sorry. I I do feel that it it the plot is crazy. <laughs> And the actors never reach a level where, like, they're like, oh, my gosh, like, <laughs> yeah. this is actually, like, you guys know what's going on right now? <laughs> like, even the moments where, like, Tom Cruise tells his wife about what's going on, she's like, uh, but there's also music playing and you don't really get to hear what she's saying. Mm-hmm. It's never really spoken about to, like, the degree of, like, this is nuts what's happening and, like, we might die. Like, I don't know. The levels were lower. But... Yeah, I actually think people act kind of not what they're doing. But how the actors play it is kind of realistic. Mm-hmm. But then what what they're actually doing is completely absurd and strange. Yeah, like that scene you were talking about where he jumps under the, <laughs> the conveniently placed truck of pillows. <laughs> the laziest setup. <laughs> and the guy's like, hey, what can I help you with? And he's like, 
I'm gonna get this chair and break this window and jump out of this window. I'm not even gonna acknowledge you. Like, that was wild. The contract is the first thing I think of when I think of this movie. Because it's the laziest possible setup I've ever seen, I think, in anything. Tom Cruise walks past the law firm once, and there's a guy outside going, you can't park your cotton truck here. <laughs> and the con- contract driver's like, I'm sorry. And then later he walks by again, and the guy's like, I told you, you can't park your cotton truck here. The guy's like, I'm so sorry. And then Tom Cruise jumps out the window onto the cotton truck later. Uh, Tom Cruise, <laughs> so I can't remember. Does Tom Cruise hear him? No, he sees him park the truck he there, must. right? Like, he must I know that the truck that was there. Because <laughs> in this scene, Tom Cruise runs specifically through this building, like, into the one place where it's like just some random room in the in the building you assume he's running to the front door he's gonna run outside <laughs> but he's sure he's but he, so, he's so sure. confident he, he just walks in doesn't even look out the window he just throws a chair through and jumps out so confidently it's he beautiful. definitely i don't think so he must they, have known it was there i don't think they really show you him noticing the contract though which is strange he's just got awareness of everything around <laughs> him that's a good lawyer yeah. <laughs> but can you tell us what this movie is Zebs? Summary. This is gonna be a world class one. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Hannah, sorry, what were you gonna say? No, I realized I was gonna say, but can you please explain why you picked this? But you just did. <laughs> but I just wasn't compelling enough of an argument. Oh my goodness. Sorry, I really. God, you're, bringing this round down. you're bringing up flames this morning. I'm sorry. Something has to make this interesting. <laughs> this movie doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm ignoring the peanut okay. gallery. And if it makes you feel better, this episode will have one viewer. <laughs> it's true, and it'll be sad. Tom Cruise. <laughs> the one person who's seen the film. Tom Cruise. I'm glad I, I'm glad I watched it. I never would have watched it otherwise. Yeah, also, yeah. the most interesting thing to me was like, I always, I'm not attracted to Tom Cruise the person, but then the few movies I've seen him in, I'm like, okay, yeah, like you look good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's not really relevant. Well, I think it's interesting. I had the same reaction when I watched uh, Interview with a Vampire, even <laughs> though he's like a very weird guy in that. I was like, I get it. Anyway, sorry. Many times when he does like human things in the movie, like just laughing, that feels so <laughs> alien though. Yeah. And it's like at those like most times I'm like, yeah, this guy's a hunk. Mm-hmm. I'm in. He seems like a cool guy. But then he'll like do he'll laugh. It's just weird. Or like yeah. even how he runs. There's some great Tom Cruise running in this. But Tom Cruise, so alien. I think is a great movie star because he's doing ten out of ten intensity regardless of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's so true. I think that's this so movie true. uses that well. Like he's a guy. The character is like that. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of Tom Cruise characters. He's yeah. like so in- invested in being like this movie tests him in every way. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, it tests. Um, can he defeat the firm? Um, it, can he be a good lawyer? Like, mm-hmm. it tests his knowledge of the law, mm-hmm. and that's part of it, too. Can he pass the bar exam? Yeah, that's weirdly a lar- large part of it. Um, <laughs> his relationship really tests yeah, that in, yeah. I think, a very interesting way. Yeah. And even physically, it tests his gymnastic skills. Yeah. Which, which he shows off from the start. So much. <laughs> from the start, he's like, hey, we can do it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does, like, four backflips in a row. That was awesome. But and he can hit he can hit the elbow jumper. What's that? <laughs> oh, is that playing basketball? Yeah. At the start, <laughs> at the start yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think we should explain what yeah, is yeah, going on here exactly. The, the, the firm is two and a half hours of just plot. Like there's yeah. very little like character stuff. 
Um, no. But it's mostly just plot, so I think it would be annoying and unnecessarily confusing to explain everything that happens. But very basically, as I said before, Tom Cruise is a sought-after lawyer, and he gets a huge offer from this small law firm in Memphis, and he takes it and kind of ignores all these warning signs that they're very weird. But his wife is kind of catching on. And then uh, he starts to discover that they have mob ties and that they are corrupt in all these other different ways. And uh, he has to try and take them down while the FBI is trying to take him down. Uh, but he also cares about being a lawyer, so he wants to take them down in a way that he can stay a lawyer after it all goes through. And then the mob's after him, and the firm has their own security force who's trying to kill him. There's a lot happening. And he has to save his hot brother from jail. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's hot. And issues with the wife. <laughs> yes, yeah. and there's a yeah a lot of stuff. On her at one point. His wife, who literally looks unhappy no matter what is happening, she's just like... I actually I love her. had a lot of love at the start. I thought they had a lot of chemistry. Yeah, I thought... No, I, actually, I know. They were at the beginning. I just, mean, I just mean she's literally always looks like she's hearing bad news. <laughs> but you know what? That was one of the things I really liked about it. Uh, I actually did believe their love very strongly in the first mm-hmm. like 30 minutes of the movie Definitely. and i and i really liked them together um they seemed very happy they seemed totally content living life together and i uh, just seemed very supportive of each other so then when he does cheat on her it's actually like devastating for me I'm yeah like, oh, man i don't sure. want this relationship to fall can apart can we talk about that scene though because like, what like that was he's so easy like he that, that didn't take anything yeah he literally just What's so upsetting <laughs> But also, no, it was too steamy to be upsetting. But it felt like, like Tom Cruise, that's his character. He wants everyone around him to be happy. Like he wants everyone around him to like, uh, I don't know. He's just like a, he's just like a good guy. And that was not a good thing to do because it hurt his wife. <laughs> yeah. But I think he was doing what he thought this other person wanted in the moment. Yes. But that's, that's guided so poorly. Like, well, yeah, that it's is a like, flaw of him. Yeah. I mean, it's a character flaw. I He's not hated, a perfect man. I hated that scene so much because... What? Yes. Well, really? Yeah, because what happens earlier, like literally two minutes before that, is that another girl is like, do you want to like get primitive together? And like is, is asking to have sex or whatever. And then he is like, no, like... I love my wife, and he walks off to the beach, and then just cheats on his wife there. I think that's a crucial difference, like Adam's saying, because the second woman he meets opens up to him about being depressed. Yeah, she opens up to him emotionally, and it and it seems like, uh, yeah, like he he felt like, oh, this is this is what she wants in this moment. This is what she needs in this moment. So I'll I'll do that for her. (laughs) But the one before, in the moment before, he's like. I don't know, I think it actually does establish, like, he does care very deeply about his wife, and he really feels terrible about hurting her in that moment. But it's, like, his flaw to, like, want everyone around him to... He thinks he can save everyone. Yeah, can yeah, exactly. Can you imagine if your Which husband like his cheated on you and he went, too. baby, I just want to make everyone happy. But yeah, that's not what he it. does. Yeah. I'm such a good guy. I think, no, crucially... <laughs> it's a flaw of him. But... No, I know. <laughs> I think the entire movie, all the firm stuff, is a smokescreen for the fact that the whole movie is about the relationship between the two of them. Mm. It opens on that and ends on that. Interesting. And, um... Yeah, it doesn't make any excuses for what he does. Like, the woman is a plant by the firm. Yeah. But he still makes that active choice. There's not some weird misunderstanding or something. He completely admits to it. He tells her, his wife, the truth, like, pretty much right away. She leaves him, and then he kind of has to win her back. But she also makes the choice to come back. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually think it's really well handled. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe just me. I no. don't think it's realistic that she would go back. I don't, I don't know, but it just felt weird when she came back at the end and was like, we're in love again. 
felt weird. Mm-hmm. I don't think she ever stopped loving him, though. Yeah. Cause I think she makes that pretty clear. She mm. doesn't just come back. She comes back to, like, save the two of them yeah. from the firm. Or mostly him. Like, she comes back to save him from the firm. Um, you guys are his lawyers right now. <laughs> <You guys laughs> no, are... I'm not saying he made the right decision. Yeah. Like, I'm saying he, he messed up. He betrayed the trust of the relationship. I just think, like, the reason for doing so is interesting. And I think, like, Seb, what you said was interesting of that he feels like he needs to save everyone, mm-hmm. which is, like... That's his character in Mission Impossible as yeah. well. It feels like this is like the, a, the Tom Cruise, the Tom Cruise thing. It's yeah. like this guy who's like, I want to save everyone, but what's the cost of trying to save everyone? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's hard. But I think most movies would have the firm send a woman to seduce him and he would say no. And they'd get pictures of them together and send that to the wife and be this misunderstanding. But really, he was a good guy the whole time. Mm-hmm. But this movie is like, no, this guy makes a big mistake, owns up to it, and has to change. And I think that's way more interesting. Can you help me try and like something in the movie better? Okay. That Holly I don't. Hunter. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love Holly Hunter. Oh, I love Holly Hunter. That's she's my only like really silver lining is that I just her hair and <laughs> I I love her character and I I like that she ends Holly up Hunter. with the hot jail brother. Holly Hunter and the, the brother is yeah. great. Yeah. Oh my god. That's the one thing. I, I thought Holly Hunter kind of looked like you. In one scene. Character really? identification. That's not it. Is that why? <laughs> I, I also know. thought I kind of looked like... Um, the hot cover. Gene, <laughs> Gene Hackman. What? Honestly, <laughs> I saw myself more in Gary Busey. I was like... Oh, I should have been Gary Busey. That would have been so much funnier. <laughs> uh, so the thing that I just had most trouble with is like... There's the there's the promise of this awesome conspiracy mm-hmm. the whole time, like that there's some the firm is doing some things, so they're killing people off. There's something. There's like, is there some cult behind it or whatever? I thought it was but a cult thing. It's just like taxes. Like they're just cheating people out of money. It's so it's so bland when you actually get the reveal of what it is. Because when his wife is talking to the that other wife and she's like talking about like oh the firm would likes this and like the firm people don't get divorced in the firm you think oh yeah, is this what's going on yeah it's very is this sketchy. maybe like some stepford wives yes, like weird yeah. shit the vibe at the beginning is kind of horror yes and, i know and i was so yeah into and i also like like yeah i i was like oh this is interesting like i'm interested in this but then honestly like it it's really not that outlandish of a conspiracy. Yeah, it's not much of a conspiracy. Like, if that happened in real life, I would be like, that's crazy, but I believe that that could happen in real life. I think you would be bored by that news article and you would stop reading it. And I think this is my meager defense of it. The firm argues that these big American institutions are corrupt, not only in exciting ways, but also in very boring, everyday ways. Mm-hmm. And even though much of the movie is much larger than life and probably should have been something more interesting, I also think it's fun that it's like, this guy is so into the law that he's noticing them do this very, like, unsexy thing that's still wrong. Yeah. Like, they're working for the mob, and they're also overbilling clients. He cares about the mob thing, but he gets them through the overbilling clients, which is like they're getting Al Capone on the taxes, uh, which is what ended up happening. And I think that's kind of interesting. Like, um, all these things, like, even, like, marriage and stuff, like they say at the beginning, and family are upheld by these big institutions that are uh, kind of bad in really uninteresting ways. Even the FBI. They're just kind of, like, bullying and, like, incompetent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And it, it just like seemed like it could have been a movie that I would have enjoyed in that night. <laughs> and I love I love legal shit. Like I'm a law nerd, but I was and like I think it's cool that he, like because it is really realistic that he would get them on like tax stuff or like overbilling over. <laughs> it is, but like like and that could be interesting. But it would not need to be a two and a half hour movie. Epic. Also, I gotta say, Tom Cruise is not the guy that I'm necessarily interested in watching get people on their like legal sure. issues. Yeah, I want to see right? Denzel. Right. I want to see someone like he's an action star, oh, yeah. but they're putting oh, him yeah, in spotlight. like they're like trying to balance the like action star like yes. status of Tom Cruise with the kind of mundanity of the <laughs> yeah. plot, and it's really weird. <laughs> I you think know. that weirdness is why there's a bit of wackness to this. Yeah, but it's like not like <laughs> whack. It's just like confusing. I think one of the most <laughs> what the movie wants to be one of the most climactic scenes is when he's like looking at a number and then it's another number <laughs> that's like slightly larger or something. It's like oh my god! Like we have to fax this over right away. Oh no, they didn't see the fax. Like. Yes. How does it keep that level of intensity for those those boring things? I think that <laughs> it, it does do that well. It like keeps the level up on, on that shit. The movie also would have been about twenty minutes shorter if it had more modern technology because it took him so long to just <laughs> look at things on the computer like I think that what you highlighted, Funke, like kind of was the thing that I had trouble with throughout because I felt just such a I felt such a distance because it's like they're playing these really mon- seemingly mundane to me things as super dramatic so i didn't understand the entry point and like oh I, oh yeah is that a is that part a big deal i guess it is um yeah i, I don't know <laughs> and the more classical movie stuff like the mob or whatever mm-hmm. where i i would have expected that to become uh the thing he gets more wrapped up in yeah doesn't really become a big deal so i, I was just waiting the whole time for the for the big reveal and it never really happened but i that's not necessarily a problem i just yeah tom cruise kind of serves as this like translator to the audience because like <laughs> they're saying this tech lingo or sorry, sorry the law lingo and then he's like what like they're doing this <laughs> and then i'm like oh my god okay this is bad like, this is bad i think that's like that's what i hear from what you're saying mm-hmm. but the classical oh, here, right the classical movie stuff thing is interesting because I think popular movies no longer are this, but they used to be, a lot of the time, old, ugly character actors yelling weird things at each other, and we have to kind of figure out what's going on. And I like movies like that, mm-hmm. and I know they're out of style, and they're, maybe movies have outgrown them, and that's okay, and uh, other things are more cinematic, but I kind of like when it's just like, even that first exchange, the when Mitch is first offered the job, He's given a blank envelope or an envelope that he's not supposed to open. They're just like, you tell us what's inside. And he kind of figures out that it's a huge offer just by being a good lawyer. Yeah. And there's lots of stuff like that where it's like kind of these like back and forths. You see him figure things out in real time and you see, uh, I don't know. I just like watching people be really smart and you try and like keep up with that. And sometimes it's like overwhelming, but kind of like it. I don't really believe Tom Cruise, though, as the guy that's really smart. I believe him as someone who's so driven that he would learn anything. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. also there's, like, I feel like in a different movie, he wouldn't, like, his main conflict sort of isn't necessarily that his life is at risk or that, like, this stuff is happening. It's that, that 
even though he has a pathway to like deal with it, it means that, oh no, I'm like gonna like lose my like uh, license to te- to like practice law. But like I feel like in a different movie, someone would have like been like, these are the sacrifices for what's right. But he's like, no, I'm gonna do it in a way that like. Yeah, you know, he's definitely kind of scummy, which I also think is interesting. But then later, I think the movie kind of balances for that with the brother stuff. Because at the beginning, Mitch, who is Tom Cruise's character, denies that he even has a brother. Mm-hmm. And then slowly we figure out that he has a brother who's in jail, who he's like ashamed of. Mm-hmm. But then he realizes he can leverage the FBI stuff to get his brother out. Um, and then that character's in danger. And I think they do a good job of making sure you like or and care about that character, the brother. Mm-hmm. Um and then again, I think it becomes about his relationship with his wife, not as much about the lawyering. Yeah, it also becomes about uh, wealth a bit. Like I think the reason why he was like ashamed of his brother, mm-hmm. I, he keeps hitting how much he's ashamed of like his past. So he grew up poor and has a mom that lives in a trailer home and has a brother that's in jail and also like just yeah, just didn't grow up with any money, which is a contrast to his wife who was very rich. And it seems like he ignores like all these warning signs of how dangerous the wealthy elite are at first because he just like so badly wants to be rich and wants to be seen as wealthy and not have any kind of association with lack of wealth which i thought was interesting and then a big arc for him is being like no i why am i ashamed of who i am why do i want to be a part of this awful yeah system uh and so then he he, he uh helps his brother out mm-hmm I say something and maybe it's jumping too far ahead in the movie but when he presents to the FBI agents like all the proof he has and he's like this is how much time you'll get out of them because of all these cases I was just sitting there like lol these are white collar criminals like with like they're with money fraud like they're not spending thousands of years in jail Mm -hmm. these guys aren't even like I was like, Tom, you you should have thrown them in the truck or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't think the penalty is enough for like... Well, n- no, it's just that, like, he's like, look, guys, I solved it. He's like, look how much you can get them on. It's like, well, yeah, but they're not going to serve it. They're going to serve two months in, like, yeah, a private, be, like, kind of facility. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to be on probation for two years. And then that's, like, it. Maybe the most unrealistic thing in the movie, which again has Tom Cruise fighting people with gymnastics, is that the FBI is going after this firm at all. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like they would be wrapped up in it in some way. Oh, yeah. But they're like so set on getting the firm. And that's the kind of thing where you would like, in real life, there'd be whistleblowers, there'd be mm-hmm. like people on the outside, like, like especially in a small town that's like kind of run by wealth, like that kind of shit. Memphis isn't a small town. <laughs> okay, well, in it felt small towny. Okay, fine, whatever. The, I, I just assume everything in the south is a small town. But I'm sorry. It's Toronto, big city bias. Sorry, Every other I'm from city the, is a small town. Uh, sort of east coast, not really. I'm from the mid east. But I think the central comment, which isn't the most original or even that well done, but the idea, I think, is that this kind of idyllic life that they're being sold at the beginning, that the firm is selling them, is completely fraudulent. And it was more honest when they were in that small apartment eating Chinese food, whatever. They were more themselves. Yeah. Sure, I just think that could have been done in one last hour's worth of movie. (laughs) 
Um, also, like, I don't. But the movie is what it is. I mean, it's two and a half hours. It's fine. Like, I, I know you, you cannot like how long it is. I mean, it's not just it's the like, length. It's, it's Sorry, I guess it's my criticisms also are not necessarily coming from like a judgment of like is this good or bad it's just essentially like not a movie for me and sometimes those movies mm. still appeal to me but i just there's like even the like bigger themes of like class and like marriage and all that none of that really moved me in a way that i was able to go I don't think I'd watch it again, but it made me think about things. It lit, like it just didn't have that effect on me. Yeah, that. this is a real it's a real dad movie. <laughs> oh I, my god! I, I wanted some guns. Like honestly, like give me some explosions. If it's gonna be a dad movie, you mean? If it's gonna be a dad movie, then give me some guns. Like, some guns. You know, like Heat. A Heat's a dad movie. It's a I good like. dad movie. It's a good but dad movie. I think it's a fair criticism for Hannah to go. If this is gonna be so light and weird, then it should be shorter. Which yeah. I think is fair, but yeah, I, I guess it doesn't du- doesn't justify the epic length. It's just exactly my favorite kind of movie, so I'd watch like four hours of it. <laughs> like I love how weird the diversions are. Like I think we're glossing over the fact that like in this very kind of realistic movie, there's this weird subplot where it's just entirely lit like a noir, and there's this character who behaves this gary Busey character who behaves like a noir detective and he like gets murdered and like there's all these other things that are happening that have so little to do with like the main plot and uh they seem completely alien to the rest of the film yeah even top cruise's reactions to that like when he hears that gary Busey dies he's like oh my gosh i killed that guy anyways like let's catch these guys i thought that was yeah but uh, I think that I really liked was the music. Like the music oh, yeah. in this one was like really tight. I don't know that jazz. I looked up the guy after. What's his name? Dave Grusin. <laughs> Snapped. This guy like made each scene. I was like, okay. At the start when they're moving in, I'm like, this is a nice montage. Like this is very sweet. And the like scenic shots of the neighborhood. I was like, oh, I wonder what's gonna go wrong. I, I think that also helped because it was the same around the same time where. Uh, Tom Cruise's wife was talking to the other wife and it was very like sketchy and I was like mm-hmm. oh this could be like really scary oh, um, yeah. uh, so that like tension was there um, but but later on it also like serves as I don't know like they sync up things that are happening on screen to the music like when they're checking boxes it's like it's it's really cool I don't know it was light touches but I felt like it really helps move the movie when I was getting bored I was like oh this music is banging though like I will keep watching this thing I don't I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm just watching a visual album now. Yeah, it, it was nice. It was nice. I agree. That's the end of my, you, you covered it well. <laughs> Should we talk Holly Hunter or like explain who she was? Maybe? Yeah. Hey, the floor is yours. Uh, Holly Hunter. The floor Hunter. is lava. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Holly Hunter is one of my favorite actresses. <laughs> she plays the secretary of the uh, private detective who gets murdered. Um, and she is uh, kind of a love interest to the brother, but she's also in the movie way more than the brother, and she's kind of, I think, way more involved than you'd think she would be, like, at the start. She's invested by the end. She's, like, really like, hey, these are the numbers. Like, watch yeah. out, guys. <laughs> and you really underestimate her at first. Mm-hmm. The movie seems to really underestimate her, and then she becomes, like, a really crucial part of uh, saving the day. At first, I was really confused. I was like, why did they get Holly Hunter to play this guy's secretary? And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe there wasn't as much there as I thought. No, I, mean, I just like there. her. No, I don't know. I just like her. I what else is she in? Like, who is she? She was. Uh, she's the voice of Elastigirl in The Incredibles. Oh, okay. She's in The Big Sick and Raising Arizona. Who's Thirteen. She in the Big Sick? She's the mom. The Big Sick. Oh. Yeah. Oh, brother, where art thou? She had great hair in this movie. I loved the hair. I was getting Reba vibes. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was sick. Alright, maybe that wasn't she seemed, to have, she seemed to have a good relationship with her uh with her partner. Seemed cool. Elvis? Yeah, the Elvis guy. <laughs> Cause they knew that they were both like cheating on each other, but they were cool with it. Oh right, yeah. I forgot about that. That was nice. Yeah, which seems like everybody in the movies relationships yeah. are like, Yeah, like we cheat. The one's kinda scummy. Yeah, but then Tom Cruise is the only one who cheats but it's bad but everyone else is like no, no, no. it's like I, like I, I. <laughs> one of the partners seem to have understandings I, I, I yeah. suppose yes you're right what do you guys think about the Gene Hackman character who, who is that he's kind of like Tom Cruise's mentor as he joins the firm and then you sort of see that maybe he was like Tom Cruise and then he slowly kind of lost all his convictions and there's I think a pretty strong kind of sad scene where um, he asked Tom Cruise's wife to go with him on vacation. Oh, yeah. And she joins him, but she's just kind of tricking him in order to get files or something. I don't remember. And then he kind of has this sort of thing where he's like, just talking about how he's kind of given up on everything. It's like pretty sad. I thought he kind of looked like me. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> how, how much of a role was he playing in the uh, cover up of everything? Because by the end, at that part, he seemed sympathetic and he seemed like he was like, or at least, uh, actually, maybe I already answered my own question. It felt in my, like he was in kind of head. out of the loop, though, at the end. They were all... But he has all the files at his, like, at his uh, mm. home in the Caymans. I feel like he was kind of just looking the other way in order to keep kind of his lifestyle. Right. Like he wasn't actively, I don't know. But then, like, linking up with uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, but he's still his... helping that mobster and stuff. Maybe I... He's, like, so deep into it. Yeah, I think it's just like his way of life. But I think he's kind of maybe rooting for Tom Cruise to stop it. I think he can kind of tell what's going on by the end. Right. Yeah. And I think he dies. Yeah. He drowned he himself in the yeah. tub. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't remember that. The it's guy, the like sad. scuba diver guy tells him over the phone, tells Tom Cruise over the phone. Yeah. Sad. Sad. Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> He wasn't that cool, though. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really. He, he also, immediately cool. when they meet, he's like, are you an idealist? And he then Tom Cruise like has to prove to him that he's not. Or something. Like, I, I hate small talk. Are you an idealist? Like, why did he ask that, by the way? Because he, I think he wanted to get a sense of Tom Cruise. Like, are you going to be like... A problem. Yeah, like, are we going to be mm-hmm. able to get you to be on board with what we're doing? And he seems to really believe that he is on board. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting read that he, that he he was like a Tom Cruise at a certain point. I think so. And he like was well, so he just kind of like got indoctrinated by the mm-hmm. by the firm. Well, that's what Ashley Judd says to him to Tom Cruise. She's like, it seems like he was like a decent guy, but like Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd. What did I say? It's not Ashley Judd. Wait, who's the actress? Is it his wife? Talking yeah. Jean Triplehorn. Oh, I thought it was Ashley yeah, Judd. Amusingly named Jean Triplehorn. She does look like Ashley. Well, Ashley his Judd. Ashley favorite dad movie Heat. Oh. Well, then his wife. Can we do a corner <laughs> on favorite dad movies later? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> his wife was like, yeah, he was 
I think she was insinuating that it seemed like he was like Tom Cruise or like was a decent guy but that like I think like once you get wrapped up with the firm you can't leave the firm yeah the first rule of the firm is don't talk about the firm (laughs) second rule of firm there is no firm I've never seen Fight Club I don't actually (laughs) they're always talking about the firm even like the good lawyers are always like oh I love the firm I'm joking (laughs) Ashley Judd Apatow ooh Nice. What? I have a question. I've not seen the firm. Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> Does the firm have an official name, or is it just called the firm the entire time? Nara has asked if the firm has an official name, which I think it, it does, but I don't remember. It has a yeah, name, but it's, it's like, like their name. last name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic like lawyer's place name. It's like Gibson yeah. something and associates. It's firm son and <laughs> firmus. Firmus. Firm. Firm. What are those lawyer's places called again? Did you say his lawyer face? His lawyer's place. Oh. lawyers. A firm. No, a prison. Ooh, wow. That's where they should keep them. <laughs> Come on. Um, for those of you who can't see, Adam's trying to get a high five out of me, and on, I'm me keeping my hands on my. He got hips. a couple. He got a couple. <laughs> Sorry, let's go back and talk about this movie. Seb, what else do you want to talk about? I'm running out of stuff. I'm oh, so no, I'm you running. were so excited to talk about this movie. I love the movie, but I feel like I've said so much. No, yeah, and also, more. we're not like really giving you much more. <laughs> I know, I feel so bad on this episode. I feel like I'm not giving yeah, you enough. I said before we started recording, like I'm, I'm going to let Funke and Seb carry us, and I'm going to quip in with a few jokes. I don't love this movie, though. Yeah, but you said, it, you said you were excited to talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, okay. Don't well, go back on your word. I Sorry. I didn't love it, but I'm excited to talk about it. Um, I like hearing you talk about what you like about it a lot. Um, and I'm thinking of like what I enjoyed about it, because I realized there was like a lot of notes on both sides, and then I just separated. But one thing I enjoyed was just, I guess it's a theme of conspiracy movies in general, but like wh- during the chase scenes and stuff, like outside, nobody knew what was going on. It was just <laughs> like, but also nobody really cared either, because yeah. it was like a busy city. They were just like, oh, well, those guys are going. But then... I don't know, those guys had guns on them, like, ready to kill Tom Cruise. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I can't go that way, I can't go this way. And it was intense for a couple of seconds. And I, I, think, that, I think that broke... That broke... That was something you really liked. Seconds. No, because... Like, that's like two minutes where it got Because yeah, it got, like, boom, 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 boom. It, we're, Hannah said this earlier, but they were squeezing in the action scenes. But I felt like that was a nice breakup of all the over-explaining of, of the plot at some points. Because, mm-hmm. like, it, did, it didn't want you to miss anything, I don't think. So it really just, like took its time telling you what is happening to each one. <laughs> well, I think it's definitely probably like an overpotted book because it's based on a book. Right. Oh. And I think they're like, we need all of it That's for some scary. reason. <laughs> they didn't cut any of it. Did write the screenplay? No, interestingly, oh. it's three writers, two of which I don't really know. One of them is Robert Town, who wrote what is considered the best screenplay, mm-hmm. uh, Chinatown, and several other classic 70s movies like oh. Shampoo and stuff. But considered that the best screenplay. I think that's pretty that, universally that's considered one of the wow, best okay. screenplays. Hmm. And it's also kind of a it. conspiracy movie. Oh. Um, so I think they're like, this guy knows stuff. Because if, if John Grisham had write it, written it, I'd be like, okay, maybe it's like an author being like, it's all too We're valuable. Not cutting any of yeah, it. it's all good. <laughs> they might have really liked the book and just thought we need to put all of it in. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's yeah. what happened. This is why you can't be a fan of your art. <laughs> Do you guys like the part where Tom Cruise is on the cable car and those guys are running after him on the bridge above him? And he doesn't Fast. know. I love that. Fast. Running on the I was anxious. Above him. You know who's hot? Who? That white-haired assassin. Yeah. That's a guy from Saw. That was a joke. That guy's hot? 
No, those. <laughs> yeah, you didn't think so. <laughs> I thought we were all gonna sit. We we're all gonna agree. His hair was cool. And Hank from Breaking um, Bad. So I was just about yeah, to Wait, really? He yeah. got shot in the leg and yeah. barely said anything. That was him. Yeah. At the end, yeah. Have you seen Breaking Bad? No. <laughs> <laughs> wanna... Wait, but is it is it the it's guy? It's not Brian Cranston. No, it's the old guy. The police officer. Jonathan. Something? No, no, no. Not a, a third bald man from Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh, never mind then. I'm not excited. There's a lot of bald men. <laughs> yeah. He's a big henchman in, in 80s movies, 80s, 90s it movies. Was he reason. looks like he'd be a henchman. <laughs> like Lethal Weapon That's 2. That's the worst thing anyone could say about another person. No! <laughs> big henchman <laughs> energy. <laughs> you look like you'd be a henchman. <laughs> uh, I want to dye my hair. Um, you, but I don't know what color I should. Are you, Are you talking about like the guy from the firm? Well, that's what made me think of how vibes. I want to tie, dye my hair, but I don't know if I want it that color. No, but he's not it's the also classic. So expensive to go that like white, like yeah. blondy white. I'm thinking of gray. No, but that's expensive. Like why? Because how is it more if expensive? you when you bleach your hair um, and you don't want it to be like a yellowy or orangey color. Um, you have to go to a salon. You can't do that at home. Oh, really? And if you go to a salon, like I dropped three hundred dollars when I went platinum, like the first time. It looked time. cool though. Thank you. I mean, like I support you in whatever you do, but if you bleach your hair at home, it's just gonna be yellow. It won't be. Good. Is it? Would it cost less because I have much shorter hair than you? Um, it might cost a bit less, but my hair when I did it, it was like, like it's still pretty a, short. Yeah. Like a bob. I don't think that's like there's usually a flat rate. Yeah. Sorry, Seb. You guys remember the firm? <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> That's what our listeners want to hear. Thank you, Han. You're welcome. I know I wanted to hear that. Question from Nara. Seb, are you ever going to choose a movie that's not about legal stuff? Oh. Did I, did I choose? Nara's asked if I'm ever going to choose a movie well, that's not about legal stuff. Are you ever going to choose a movie that's like what was it, what not convention? You, you like, mean like Cape Fear? Well, Kim Fear is lawyers. Yeah. This was lawyers. Oh, right. Andrew Tom had, like, oh, government people, yeah, government like, government law, law officials working The with. tax guy. No one no. is representing boring white guy movies. But, except <laughs> for me. Yeah, you're Sebastian, right. You have, you have, like, a, such a vast taste that you could be bringing whack movies to the table. You could be bringing, like, you are the person I know that loves Fast and Furious the most. That's, like, a fun movie to talk about. But instead, you're bringing movies that nobody's seen that are very conventional and funny. not weird. It's but it's not we could con- all bring movies where it's neon colors and fart oh. jokes and music, <laughs> relentless music. Or I could bring some variety by bringing a boring movie once or in a while. Or you could force us to watch movies Excuse you like that we'll never want to see when we're picking a movie out with you, so you do it through this. Have that's you figured me out? <laughs> that's the conspiracy Yo, that's the of this podcast. Saved, you saved it for the conspiracy But I just episode. cracked it now. I couldn't keep it in any longer. <laughs> okay, well, you can develop it some more and then come back and find I don't know. I think she's figured me out. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly You're pretty right. transparent about it, actually. Yeah. But you know what I like that I feel like it's interesting to see what kind of movies each of us pick. Yeah, I know. Like I, I like picking uh, comedies that people don't discuss. Funke, what did you pick? I mean, you picked Total Recall. Yeah, you can I talk about the one I Good Burger? I decided one for this theme. Oh yeah, what is it? Uh, I think it's Looney Tunes back in action. Oh, that's a great pick. <laughs> Fart jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, neon not neon, it's not that neon. It's not that neon. Based on a John Grisham novel. <laughs> <laughs> Are 
Are you gonna take uh, Sevo's putting on blast a moment ago? Yeah. But art jokes. What I was talking yeah. about you. <laughs> I I was thinking I of thought who the he was. Colors was that me? I thought, I well, thought there you go. There's the pattern. It could have applied to any of you. It was all of us. If the shoe fits, which is the worst part. Seb, how a conspiracy yeah, works is we all need to be in on it together. I want Bugs Bunny to take down Elmer Fudd with tax laws. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's a good. It's a good variety for the show. I'm I'm into it. Elmer Fudd doesn't pay his taxes. This is the problem. He's a hunter. He lives off the grid. He's like a Unabomber type. Great. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Save I'm just kidding. He completely follows the laws. I forget that there's like that whole one with the signs. Rabbit season, duck season. Yeah, I'm so fucking dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a law-abiding citizen. Let's stop this smear campaign against. Elmer Fudd, who we ought to be after is Yosemite Sam. Uh, what is he doing? Yosemite Sam is definitely a confederate. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. of course. They all Capital are. Right? They all are. Every single one of them. Daffy Duck. All of them. Yeah. Damn. All right. Is there, there uh, might literally not be anything more to yeah. say about the firm. This movie's it, two and a half hours. Are we in our shortest episode? <laughs> Come on. You're at 51 minutes and 40 seconds. Oh my oh, God, that's way more one. than anyone needed to talk about. <laughs> I thought we were at less. Yeah, I thought we were. I have like a couple more notes. Yeah, um, please. One is I liked when they, the wife and Tom Cruise, both realized that they were being bugged. In mm-hmm. the room, oh, yeah. like oh yeah, and then they had to like start like acting around that. I guess they they were like double thinking their actions and stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that was nice because when they actually had a fight outside, they were like, "All right, do you want to do it on the record this time?" And I was like, "Oh, that's, that's so cool." So yeah, they feel really like nice. a team. I yeah. think that's an interesting thing. It's mm-hmm. cool. This is the thing with this movie. There's a lot of Jared. Very interesting elements going on. Mm-hmm. Interesting ideas. Interesting concepts. But I was so bored. <laughs> My favorite scene was uh, the one when Tom Cruise goes home. Uh, Is it with the rose? Oh, oh, that I was really good that. too. I yeah, take it with that. Sorry, one sorry. No, no, I, he like. Um, uh, sorry, what's his wife's name? Abby, Abby? I think, or Abby? Abigail. And what's his name? Mitch. 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 I just know Tom Cruise. <laughs> I did not know. Who he was. <laughs> so Mitch goes home, and he like he's going to tell Abby about them being bugged. And it's just really cool the way he does it. He's like, he turns up the music all the way and then just like whispers in her ear. And I think Funky mentioned this scene a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but you just see the horror on her face as she finds out what he just told her. You don't actually hear it. You just see him whisper. Yeah. Uh, and then she like runs outside, sprints outside. She's so scared. He sprints after him. Classic Tom Cruise. He sprints after <laughs> yes, her. That's classic the Tom Cruise. Yeah. That's the she best run. so much faster than um, <laughs> But uh, I just love the way that the scene unfolds. It's really cool. That's classic spy stuff. At first, uh, I turning th- up the record. I like thought it was going to be like a sexy scene because the way he went yeah, towards yeah, her was really like weird. So, yeah. And then when he was whispering in her ear and she made those faces, I was like, "Is what is he saying? <laughs> like, and that's... Yeah, and because at that um, point, like he, he has been keeping stuff from his wife. Mm-hmm. It's like he's starting to kind of betray their trust or betray the trust. I think he's still holding in the fact that he cheated on her as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. yeah, so I'm not sure at that moment if he's telling her the truth about them being bugged because he also said a line like right before where he's like you know once i tell abby then that makes it true he's like that would be like me admitting to myself that this is real that this is true 
So yeah, I'm not sure in that moment if he is like being sexy and just trying to like whisper in her ear sweet nothings so that they can smash. Or if he is telling her the horror of the situation. Um, and it's like you're seeing him make that decision, but you don't actually hear it. It's right. just it's just really cool. What if the biggest conflict in the film or the biggest issue for him wasn't that he was being bugged because he was part of this conspiracy, but it was the fact that he was being bugged and then people would be able to hear him having sex all the time. <laughs> and that's why he goes home and he's like, gotta deal with this. <laughs> also, I have a question for you, my panelists. Um, <laughs> would you rather your partner be tell you that they were cheating on you or that they were part of a <laughs> of an evil firm responsible for the murders of four different lawyers in the past whatever years and that you've been bugged they've heard everything you've said since you've moved in Gary Busey is dead yeah Gary Busey's yeah. dead That's a lot of things fault. that you're Which finding out which would you rather they tell you definitely the cheating probably hot brother. cheating yeah <laughs> I can't believe I was with you all these years and you had a hotter brother <laughs> in jail well she knew he had a brother I think I know those yeah. I think she yeah I, think she I don't know if she's met him but she knows I think she probably has I don't think so he's in jail Depends how long they've known. I think they've met because they also like hug quickly when they're doing like the plane switch off. He was only in just six years. They could have been together longer than that. Yeah, I think they probably met. Can you explain the rose thing? Because I thought that was really that was a great scene too. This is yeah. Go please. Well, this is like near the relationship stuff. I actually think it's good. Great. Yeah, it's great. This near the beginning, and Tom Cruise is like really into the firm, and he's trying to pass the bar exam and stuff. And he's just working really long hours and he's starting to sort of figure out that things are wrong. So he's spending even more time there, but he hasn't told his wife yet because he doesn't want to freak her out. So when he gets home, she's waiting for him and she can tell there's something wrong and that he's not telling her everything. And she's like, um, she says all these things like, I think he kind of like stands her up or something or he's like late. And she's like, yeah, he comes home really late. Right. They were, they were supposed to have dinner, yeah. but he comes home really late. And she's like, you know, you can work really hard and. And whatever but like talk to me and all i ask is that you bring flowers for me and then he pulls a rose out of his jacket so, so sick <laughs> is it whack or is it not whack uh hannah why don't we start with you um i must say it's not whack it's an in- like i i'm set pointed out some maybe less conventional aspects to it that being said still felt like a very conventional he knocks out an elderly man with gymnastics yeah, but like I, there's like five minutes of whack stuff in, yeah. in, in that, the whole movie. That also it's like, it's just not in, whack. Like his like part of his contract is that he gets to do some gymnastics. <laughs> I'm gonna say like point five. Yeah, you're pointing out you're pointing out Damn. some of the whack stuff, which is you know I acknowledge it's in there, mm. but. Like I said, it's such a small percentage of the movie. I think also in a in a regularly in a regular movie, those wouldn't even qualify as whack things. I think there's a weird dreamlike quality the movie has to me, where there's so much stuff mounting on him, and he still manages to slip out of it. The end. That's cool. Where like um, she comes back at the end, I thought was like. I don't know. It's so cool, interesting, but it's not so that satisfying. It just felt it's like the stakes, like, even cool. though they were just, high, like, I were let, low, I, I think, and like. <laughs> I you know gen- generally I like the movie. Uh, you may like 
you've made me like it a bit more having this conversation with all of you. I definitely like it a bit more, but I still don't think it's whack at all. As long as I'm giving it a zero, I'm going to get a zero on the whack scale. There's nothing whack about it. I watched this and I literally thought the whole time, there's, this is, there's not, this is not a shred of whackness, yeah. but I, you know, I gen- generally liked it. Um, I didn't like it that much, but I, <laughs> I did after this convo, I think like, I, I've appreciated more of what it is because it, it is it does do some weird things but those weird things are like five minutes <laughs> then there's two hours and 25 minutes of like oh of computer screens <laughs> yeah. and I I don't know I, I do think there's a bit of whackness I'll give it a one Seb's not even mad. This is what he wants. No, because that's the conspiracy. <laughs> Seb didn't pick this movie for Five. its black merit. Five. Oh my god. No, we can't move. That's fucked up. I object. You're Stop. Don't even put Five out of no, five. Your honor, I object. You can't do this. You can't so do I'm doing that. it. You can't stop me. It's against the law. Five. Wow. Wait, are you actually? Five. Oh my god. (laughs) This is some chaotic evil. (laughs) Do you want to know the overall score? Yeah, what? What, with the five? I gotta give it a zero. I'm gonna give it a one. Did you reveal the score? Oh, someone else. No, it doesn't even. It gets a. <laughs> and the score on the wackometer is 1.625. Wow. That's the lowest for sure, right? Yeah, it's just below the Navy And I'm pretty sure the only one. The next one up is Cape Fear. It's the three, seven. Um, Funke, Adam, can I speak to you a second in private? Sidebar? Let's walk to the other. I think we need to conspirize to cancel Sebastian and mm-hmm. kick him off the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian, you can't hear us. We're in a, a soundproof room. What? I was just thinking that. Listen, I He's bugged the place. No. <laughs> I'm Seb. I'm all for you Not picking Seb. Seb, I'm all for you picking <laughs> Not Whack movies, but to give it a five. Yeah. To give it a five. Now I don't respect any of your wax I've gone scores. Too far this time. There. No, I don't respect you. Oh no, I brought it all the way up to one point six. The integrity of the wackometer. It's twisted though. The wackometer needs to be sent I'm Simon for Cowell. Wait, wait, I'm Simon Cowell. You you never explained why you gave it a five though. You just said five. Five. <laughs> okay. Because he's wow. evil. He's that as evil as the firm. <laughs> oh like my gosh, wow. I'm as evil as the firm. They were overbilling. <laughs> Get him. Uh, okay, Hannah, Wait. can you end this? Do you remember how the firm ends? Yeah, they're like, uh, do you think we'll make they it? Memphis. No, they're in the car. Do you think we'll make it? Where? Boston? Yeah. <laughs> Is that really it? I they're like we're already here like we're ourselves yeah we already have or something also he looks like shit at the end can we talk about (laughs) he's been through it he's really he looks like like old young sheldon (laughs) that's all i could see he looks like the kid who plays young sheldon old 
but not like regular Sheldon. No, not Jim Parsons, so old young Sheldon. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is not to say that. And there it is. The lost episode. The only lost episode. The only conspiracy episode we'll ever do. Thank you to Ian Mills for the music, to Emma Kudlack for our logo. Go to uh, Insomniac Fest on Instagram, insomniacfestival.com, uh, Insomniac underscore fest on Twitter, any of those places you can learn more about Insomniac Film Festival and Is It Whack. Uh, come back next week. We're going to start our mini series, Chris It Whack, films starring performers whose names have Chris in it some way. Christoph, Christopher, Christina, so on and so forth. And so on and so forth into the future. Uh, See you next week. We're going to do Gleaming the Cube, directed by Graham Clifford. So come on back, listen to that. And I'll see you later. Mom, get out. I'm doing a podcast.